Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more with your hosts, Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robes. Listen in as we talk everything happening in the world of sports from a beer drinker's perspective. It's just like sitting in the sports bar, but with your pants off. Sports, beer, and shenanigans. So sit back, grab a few beer, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Podcast Show 192, April 11th, 2022. Dave, the Major League Baseball season started on uh, Thursday, uh, more so on Friday when everything got going. I never realized how hard it was to to be uh, oblivious to the outside world of what's going on, but I turned the notifications on because the the Yankee game was was rained out on on Thursday. It's gonna uh, the game happened on Friday. I turned the no- my notifications off my phone because I umpired. I didn't want to uh, know what was going on. We watched the game around seven o'clock that night. The Yankees ended up winning their home opener the whole bit. But Dave, man, it's it's tough to get people to uh, one not tell you the score. Make sure you have all the notifications off. Make sure you're not watching certain television. Uh, a certain programming to see the score the whole bit it was a little bit of work on my end but we made it work by about uh, 9 30 10 o'clock on friday we finally got the score for the uh the home opener and it turned out good for the yankees but uh man it's a lot of work to be uh behind behind the uh behind the times i i know what you're saying it doesn't really bother me that much at baseball season Sometimes occasionally it bothers me uh come nfl season when i'm i want to watch the broncos game if I'm going to be out of the house, I make my peace with it. You're going to have the score. And I kind of, and I don't, I try not to be a bit of a priss about it because it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether I'm watching it live or not, you know? And in fact, if it's a blowout, it might save myself two hours to go find something else to do. Yeah. The rest of the games, I don't care about just the home openers. It's one of those ones you want to, you want to watch it for, for what it's worth and get the, get the full impact and cheer for the first time, usually six months and going on uh, Friday night, Dave, not only did the, uh, like I said, watch the, uh, the Yankee game, but the Jays game was on. They, they fell behind early. They were down seven, nothing. 
came back for a big uh, comeback win. I can't remember what the final score was, 10-7 or something like that, 10-8. Um, but it looked to me the people in, in uh, Rogers Centre or the Sky Dome, I, I still call it, they were uh, they were having themselves a good time. Well lubricated, to say the least, looked like throughout Rogers Centre. They are having a really good time on the, the first big event in Toronto uh, since the pandemic started, the first real uh, home game they've had in Toronto. They've had games that their last couple of years but without fans or with limited capacity, but it looked like it was a, uh, they were having a good time on Friday night. Without the a, yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, expectations could be higher. First time they could sell out the, the sky dome in, in two years. So of course they're excited. <laughs> And then I got to think too, like the first, they were down seven, nothing after I want to say five or six innings. It was like after three innings, I think where it was. Yeah. And I think they didn't start mounting their comeback until the six. And then so sitting there for five innings, wanting to cheer and there's absolutely nothing to cheer about. Like they had a lot of pent up cheering, but no one was leaving because it's opening day and you never know. And yeah. and so it was it was a good day to to, have to mount such a comeback because everybody was excited to be there and and the home team gave the the crowd something to cheer about. And they definitely had something to cheer about. Uh the the crowd was crazy loud. The on Sports Center that night they had the the umpire review, the Jays challenged a call, and and uh, yeah, yeah, he there's been, a couple he, of them that were, yeah. yeah, he had been called out, but then when he got called safe, uh, the crowd just erupted. It was it was great. It was it was fun to watch, and and I'm glad they they went home and had something good to talk about. How many beers, Dave, did you think that they have on? Uh, I mean, the, the place seats forty seven thousand, I think, for a baseball game. Um, how many beers do you think that they can sell at the Sky Dome? Not everybody's having one. Not everybody's having ten. But you know what? What do you think the uh, on the if on a sellout game like that, how many beers get sold, consumed, are on hand the whole bit? Like, what's your what's your thoughts on this? Me and Deanne got in this a little bit last night. That I thought it was a rather high number that that they that that would get sold. What? How many do you think would get sold at, a, at an average baseball game? Do you know the answer? Or no, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. Well, I would I would assume two thirds of all alcohol sold is beer, or do you think it's higher than that? Like after the coolers and the uh, no, probably probably more like 85 percent. Probably eighty percent is probably beer. It's probably beer, and so I'm just gonna say fifty thousand. Two thirds of those so forty. Carry the one. <laughs> I would say I would say they sell about 150,000 beers. I thought closer to 220. That's just that, my thought. That cuz I think cuz there like there are some people who have none, there are some people who have two, but there's also a people who have one an inning. Right? So Yeah, but I, they don't sell after the 7th either. Well, you get you you buy them prior to Dave. I'm an old. Well, I I, I I do you understand what you're saying. I thought 200, 220,000 was my guess, but yeah, but one fifty to two hundred thousand. That's a lot of beers consumed. Like, how many they got to have on have on hand for for three game set and everything else? Man, that's a lot of that's a lot of fucking booze, man. That's a ton of suds, and then when you think at what probably twelve bucks a a, a pint there. 
That's, that's yeah, because they sell king cans usually and everything else, right? Like, so it's it's quite a it's quite a chunk of change to to go to a ball game and enjoy enjoy it. Anyways, the big news, Dave, in the uh, in the Major League Baseball world, not only was it opening day, but on Friday morning, uh, came across the wire and everybody heard it, Yankee fan or not. Aaron Judge uh, declined the Yankees' offer for the seven-year deal at uh, thirty-one point five a year for two hundred and seventeen million dollars, plus the. the uh, this arbitration here was this year was going to be 21. There. So basically he, on Friday morning, uh, he turned down the better part of 230, $240 million at the age of 30. He's going to test free agency when the season's over, man. When I heard that, I think geez, that's, I thought judge you're crazy. You're crazy to, 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 to decline that offer. Um, that's my, that was my first, first thoughts, Dave. What's your thoughts on that? I would like to know what it feels like to say, no, thanks. I'm good to $230 million. It's I myself not giving a shit that he's a Yankee or not. I think it's, I think it was a more than fair offer from the Yankees. I, yeah. And like, and who's going to give them more a year later. Well, yeah. Like, like what teams can possibly do it. It has to be Boston or the Dodgers, maybe Atlanta or, or Houston. Mets. Maybe the, Maybe the, Mets, the new owner, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, cause the free art, if you're searching for a bigger market than that, I'm uh, sorry, a bigger number than that, the list of teams is small. And so I, I don't get it. I thought it was a fair offer. Uh, my own personal thoughts is I think Aaron uh, judge is looking for probably two more years on that deal as opposed to seven. And I think that is just foolish him being 30 already, him being injury prone already. Um, I can't see him becoming a better player. Like players reach their, their peak powers kind of between the age of 27 and 32. And he's halfway done that window already. Well, the thing is he, it it was this year was his arbitration year, which was going to be the $21 million. His new deal would kick in next year. So it was basically was going to be an eight year deal already. Yeah. So maybe for, for, for the extra 10 million bucks that he wouldn't have got on, on that deal. I think he's taken a huge risk and he has to have himself one hell of a year MVP kind of stuff, which he hasn't done yet. He probably got robbed in, in 2019 um, or 18 doesn't much matter, but he got robbed of it by Altuve. He, and he's getting older, so he's not going to get another an, a, a two more year deal. Because of that, he they have to win a World Series. There's things going to happen. The, the marketing he can get in New York compared to to, to, to other franchises it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense to me. Um, the man's betting on himself. You got to admire that. But man, that's a great big bet for two hundred and thirty million dollars. Especially when he has said all along that he wants to be a Yankee for life. I don't know what else you want them to really do unless it was for one or two more years at the back end, which like I say, I think he's going to be useless and useless is a little strong, but um, I'll look at, look at pools. Right. Like in five, once he hits 35, he's, I can't see him. He's being, a big body and everything else. It, yeah. It, I, I, an injury prone, big body. And for the Yankees to, to make that kind of, of a commitment when they've already got Stanton, and they've already got Cole under long-term deals for to, to at least th- th- that length. You're going to have three guys in their four, who are 38, 39, 40 years old making 35 million bucks a year. 
that's not a good recipe for for a franchise to to make that kind of commitment. Like I, I'm surprised the Yankees went that much term with the offer, unless they knew he was going to going to decline it. Because I think it was a pretty savvy move by Cashman and the Yankees to report it on on Friday morning and say, okay, here's what we offered, and he said no because there's there's still that hatred the owner that people have for owners and they're deciding they're deciding with the players with the the lockout that just ended. Everybody was pro player this one, but now the Yankees came out and said, hey man, we offered this guy this much money, and he said, uh uh-uh. uh. So this ain't on us. Another thing I read about that uh, judge came out and said he was disappointed that the Yankees re- released terms of what he turned down. What the fuck do you think they were supposed to do? Like, just be quiet and then all the fans get to go and piss and moan at ownership and say, you're not doing everything you can. You're not doing everything. Like pe- People they, were they, hating on the Steinbrenners and they're hating on Cashman right now for, for their, their lack of free agency, lack of action. So I think they, 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 they had, had to, to say, they had to say yeah. something. Yeah, they, they completely had to. It just doesn't make sense the way they do that. The the one thing that uh, now let's just say the Yankees aren't in a position. I mean, they they lost nights too. They're two and two. Who cares right now? It's, it's early, but man, went down to one sixty two last year. If the Yankees at the trade deadline or uh, third or fourth in the division, do you trade the asset? That shut them up, wouldn't it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Why not? If you don't have it, if you're sunk, if, if writing's on the wall and if he's, especially if he's having a down year, why wouldn't you? Like you want to test a free, a free agent market. You might as well do it from that zip code. Then big boy, like, you know, we, we can find another gap tooth crow Magnum to hit clean. Yeah, I, I think it's a bad look on, on judge. I really, really do that, that for him to say, you want to be a Yankee forever. And then, and then, uh, turn down that offer. It, it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense to me. And and if he wants it to, if the Yankees can get, get some assets, draft picks or capital or whatever, make, make the trade for him. And then they can re- try to resign him for, um, next year. It, I just, I think it's just, no, you actually can't do that anymore. Can you like that rule? There was a rule change that wasn't there. I'm not a hundred percent. I thought that was with hockey. Like, uh, well, that's only in hockey. I get things mixed up, but yeah, in NHL, like the like the Flames couldn't resign Giordano or something like that from if they traded from. That's yeah. not important though. Yeah, but I, I would think a trade like that. I think you're you're the free agents are free agent. Just see you later. If he come, comes back, why not? I just I geez, I think it's a bad like. Judge is a seems like a smart guy, seems like a good guy, and this might be the first blemish in his career. I, I think it was a huge mistake him not taking this deal because he's not going to get anything better. He's he's really not. And from term and money wise, he's not going to get a better deal than, than he was just offered unless yeah. he hits 65 home runs this year and blah blah and on and on. And but on. even then, like seven years, so he's going to be 37. And, and I keep going back to the fact that he's already 30. 30 31 million dollars is a lot to pay a a a 37 year old player like regardless of size regardless of talent it just doesn't work as a lot he's wear out he's got a lot of miles on him already like it's just and and big men big men break down like they, they just they just do and then for and then those just those little things like uh a, a sore ribs or some kind of lower body injury he has to get around like his swing has to be so quick being that size to catch up to these fastballs. 
And and if these guys are breaking him inside and he has a, a nagging rib injury, sure, he's been able to do it on and off for the last couple of years, but you're not going to be able to do that when you're 34. The, it takes longer to heal. And Everything you're just does. simply not as, and, and you're not as quick to start with. So um, I don't even know if I wish him well. I think it was a pretty douche move on him to to say no. I think it was a douche move for him to get pissy when the Yankees released the terms of that contract. And if you can find better, uh, find more money, I I wish you well, but I, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. One thing that we, you hear about a lot over the last uh, ten years or so that players don't like negotiating during the season. Why do you think that is? Because to me, if I'm having a good season, I want to get it done. I would think so too. And it's not like they're sitting at the table anyways, right? Their agent's still working it. They just said they're not going to, that's just so they don't get asked about it during the regular season. That's the only distraction, right? The player doesn't do anything anyways. The player just 90% of the time, the agent is feeding him. And I think we can get this and this is what we could do. And then at the end of the day, it's up to the player to say yes or no and put their name on the dotted line, but they're taking advice from, different advisors and and their agent is doing all the work so keep doing your work don't let me know about shit unless it's it's real and you think unless I'm we're close to a deal here now and everything else yeah but like you know if he if he struggles this year and he's and he's he might be picking up the the phone on on the fourth of july and say hey can i can i sign remember, that thing remember that deal you offered me can i uh, yeah can I have yeah that? Can I can I have that back, please? No. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because it's just I will be flabbergasted if if he gets a better offer than that from 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 any from anybody. I don't. I can't see. I can't. Yeah, he's. It, I can't see any of the people that can afford to do it doing it. The only team that might do it would be the Mets because they're cross town doing it. And that guy's got so much money. He might do it, but I can't see anybody else making that offer. I, I don't know. I, we won't beat that up anymore. I think, I think, I think Mr. Aaron judge made a huge, a huge, huge mistake, not signing that contract. Um, he's the face of the franchise. He was given it the, an offer to be the highest paid position player in Yankee history. And he said, no. And I, 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 I don't get it. I just, I don't understand it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It, it's it's contrary to everything he's ever said about uh, about his love for the franchise and the fact that this is what he wants to do for the rest of his professional career. Yeah, fourteen twenty sports podcast, four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Fourteen twenty sports podcast, four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, the NHL season's winding down uh, slowly but surely. Playoff seedings get happening. The uh, scoring races are kind of starting to level out. One guy who's been on one hell of a tear as of late in the last uh, 50 games, he's got 50-whatever goals now. He's got 58 goals. Uh, Austin Matthews, the kid from Arizona, uh, he and uh, Mitch Marner from Toronto Maple Leafs have been on fire as of late. The Leafs have won 9 out of 11, and who knows? They're probably going to lose in the first round anyways, but... Man, to see a guy get in a heater like that, scoring goals, reminds us of the days uh, when we were growing up watching Mike Bossy. That, that's the original 50 and 50 guy that I remember, uh, both 81, 82-ish around there. Uh, then he went to Gretzky, he just seemed to be doing it every year. And then Lemieux, Brett Hall. There's only been five ever to start the season and get 50 and 50. Uh, but this Matthews running, he's on 
I think he's in this game 67 with 58 goals. That's quite a run because you don't uh, we don't see that very often in the last uh, 20 years. No, like uh, obviously the way the game has been played, even though the the, the rule changes a couple of years ago, uh, getting rid with of the the clutching grab. Everybody is still really fast, and everybody knows how to defend. So when you're able to, to distance, your, distance yourself from the crowd and and just start sniping like uh, Matthews is, it's 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 pretty cool to watch. That fucker knows how to shoot the puck, and he's really good. And and uh, who would have thunk that anyone from Arizona would lead the NHL in anything, let alone? goal scoring it is crazy how i mean this is i think it's fifth year in the league now but it, it is crazy how the uh, the sunshine states and for years they, they were talking about how the, the the game has grown in those southern states and it's grown a lot um and the academies and all everything else but for matthews to uh, be be doing what he's doing a kid from arizona it, it would have been unheard of when, when i was growing up anyways the kid, american kids there were some that were really good, but nothing like this where he'd be leading the league and scoring like this. Yeah, not just yeah, American kids. And these would be kids from Minnesota and, and the Boston area and that kind Michigan of Michigan or who, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Um, the the fact that he is from Arizona, the fact that that there's players born and raised in California and Texas um in the NHL now, it really, it really shows how much the game is growing south of the border and, and how seriously organizations are taking it. Well, when I say organizations, I mean, youth organizations, how seriously they're taking it. The fact that they can produce NHL players with only probably 10 sheets of ice for a million people kind of thing. Like, cause Phoenix, I I can't imagine they got their per capita uh, hockey rink to, uh, I, I I would I guarantee know. there's a lot more golf course than hockey rinks. Yes. Yes. Right. There's a lot more baseball fields than hockey rinks. There's more everything than hockey rinks in Arizona. Yeah. You know, they don't have a hockey rink for their hockey team in Arizona. They're going to be playing at ASU in front of 5,000 people next year, which is a – we haven't talked about that, Dave, at all. If you play the National Hockey League and they said you're going to Arizona to play in front of 5,000 people – do you say get me the fuck out of here? I didn't sign up for this. Um, yeah, you're getting a paycheck, but the the the, the part of being a, a a big leaguer is playing in front of big crowds, in front of big stadiums, having the best of everything, and having a chance to win. Having a chance to win. If you get told you're playing in front of five thousand people in a college arena for the unforeseeable future. Do you just you getting on on the on the phone the agent doing daily mute trade me right fucking now? I don't know. Like as long as my check's not going to bounce, what can I do? And I did sign the contract, and I am playing in the NHL, and I'm getting to live in a really nice place in in anonymity. That would be that would be all positives, but the fact that I'm playing for a dead end franchise with no direction, with no stability, with no sense of the future of where we're going to be playing, that would be frustrating. It would be frustrating. And then, and this is like, this just, this is the, the wart on Gary Batman that just won't go away. You can't, 
he's tried so fucking hard to make this franchise work. What is, it's honestly been 25 five, years, 25 years and five, six different owners got kicked out of two buildings. Um, um, sullied the good name of Wayne Gretzky wouldn't pay him money. And, and, but it's just so goddamn important to him. And I'm not saying it can't work. I'm just saying that they, they, they've done it so wrong every step of the way. And now it, that franchise has such a stink on it. I don't know how they're ever going to make it work. Like, even you admit, and I admit, like when you're wrong, you're just wrong. Like why Bettman can't just say, yeah, it hasn't worked. It's not working. It's not going to work when there's, there's places that would love, love a franchise. Like, well, and don't, don't even come to Canada. Like let's not even bring up Quebec city or anywhere else. Houston, the guy in Houston wants to spend, wants to spend money. Is still in the Southern state. Go to Houston. It's a huge TV market. They, they, the guy's got more dough than he can shake a stick at who wants to buy, buy a team. Why not just go to Houston and call it good? Natural rivalry with Dallas. Done. Right, like it, it's right there. Houston, uh, Texas is is sport crazy, and they need something to do. Um, I I agree with that. I I don't know why they wouldn't because, you know, I I haven't I haven't been to a Coyotes game, but I've been to a Phoenix um, Cardinals game, uh, and they the hockey rink and the football stadium share the, the complex, the entertainment Same area. Yeah. 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 So Glendale, we walked yeah. by, I think it was called jobbing.com arena at the time. And from what I've been told from friends that have gone to games there, it's a beautiful rink and you know, the entertainment district there is right set up, but it's an hour and a half away from downtown fucking Phoenix. It's a ways. It's- it's so long. Like when we left that football game, it was like we were staying kind of over by uh, Tempe in that area. Um, Chandler is the section of town we were at. It took us about 50 minutes to get to the football game. It took us over an hour and a half. Well, it was closer to two and a half hours to get home because NASCAR was in town at the same time. And everybody got out at the same yeah. time. Like, and, and I don't know where the fuck the NASCAR thing is, but it took us forever. And to do that, if you lived in Tempe, where a lot of snowbird Canadians live, you're not going to drive. Like, it's you, you're driving more t- uh, more to and from the game than actually sitting be at, at the, the game. game. Yeah, it, d- it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. It doesn't make any sense. It would be, be quicker for us to get in our vehicles, go to a game in Calgary and come home than living in the same quote-unquote city, well, metropolitan area. Yeah, and the, and, the greater Phoenix area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. And, and why they agree to these things, fuck. You know, people aren't like, and the same, it's the same thing with Tampa Bay Rays, right? You, you can, I, but they're playing in a dump that's an hour outside of town. If people, I don't care if you're playing in a dump or playing in a palace, if people have to drive. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
your fan t- your your season ticket base if they have to drive an hour and a half one way to go to a game not doing it no like that's a huge commitment 41 times a year never mind when the playoffs come around yeah you're not doing it no it's 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 odd that Batman's sticking to his guns on that on that franchise for so long in Arizona there there was rumors that Matthews he was he, he signed a shorter term deal with the Leafs he bet on himself and only did a five year deal that he was going to end up in Phoenix to, to play for his hometown Coyotes. I can't see a man of that stature and that kind of, uh, if he, he's going to be with maybe 65 goals this year, I can't see a guy like that signing a free agent contract to play in front of 5,000 people in, in, in uh, at Arizona state. I can't see it. You give me enough zeros. I'll, I'll play and I'll play at fucking Disneyland. If you want me to, it don't matter to me at all. I'll play in a mall. I'll play in a hall. I'll play with a ball. <laughs> I don't give a fucking shit. As long as those checks don't bounce, just don't put put me in a fucking goofy costume. Yeah, you got uh, Matthews is already at the 58 mark. You got Dreisaitl at 50, Chris Kreider at 49, Ovechkin at 45, uh, Connor McDavid at 42, and uh, Kiprasov, Kirill Kiprasov. How many guys, Dave, do you think are going to get to the uh, magical 50 goal mark this year? Because to me, that's a lot of guys. Uh, there's... There's about a better part of 10, 11 games left for most, most teams. Um, how many guys think you're going to hit the 50 mark? The vaunted 50 mark. The vaunted. Um, yeah. So two are there. Crider's one away. Ovi. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'll say six. I'll say no. No, five. I'll just say the top five. I don't think, unless McDavid gets on a heater, because um, he needs eight more to get there as well. Um, I'll say five, which I don't know when the last time that many players scored. There were yeah, that many 50-goal scorers. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, because there, there was such a drought in goals for so many years and how the game was played, like you said earlier, the way they, uh, the clutching and grabbing and goaltending equipment, all of it, all of it, the, the, the scoring was down. Hockey's in a good spot right now. I mean, I don't watch it. I watch a game a night, um, but hockey's in a pretty good spot right now with entertainment value. The, the kids are good. The, the skill level is very high. Um, the There's no real front runner to win a Stanley Cup this year. The playoffs should be highly entertaining, and there's nobody uh, topping the Bulldog charts to, to, to take all the money home. Um, hockey's in a good spot right now compared to what it was uh, 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, there is. there's certainly a lot of excitement. Um it's a shame there's no playoff race in the East. That has literally been decided since fucking November. Mm-hmm. And those guys are just jockeying for position. There's still a bit of a race. Uh, Vegas is doing their damnedest to uh, to get in, but I, I think they're just running out of games. Um, going to the goal scoring, though, I think the goaltending is down this year. In fact, I know the goaltending is down this year. Uh, I want to say... When was it in February? When Tuka Rask came back, tried to mount his comeback and, and got that start for the Boston Bruins. Yeah. He set a record for the most different starting goaltenders in a year. And that was in January or February. Yeah, so, that sounds about so, right. Yeah. yeah, so for whatever reason, whether it be COVID or, or whatever, or just, I, I, I don't know the reason. I haven't, I haven't read or, or come across anything that might explain why. They're not so many- that good. That's the problem, Dave. And, and, that, and that, then, that's the reason. You have so many guys who aren't 
very good. They, and I've said this before on, on this show, and I've said it to people sitting around. the The problem that NHL goaltending goaltenders have now is they 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 learn to play a a way. There's a way every goaltender plays in. There's no there's no own style. They play a system, and they the exact same. They every goalie is the exact same goalie. The equipment's the same. This is the same. The, the goaltenders goal aren't that good anymore. They're not. So, so what you're telling me then now is the elite goaltenders like um, big, they're like, big, and that's all. And that's all it is. They're, they're I I, they're I, size. I, I because, personally believe that because this, they, there was like at the World Junior time they said like anybody who's under six two wasn't getting drafted anymore. And then so because now everyone is coached, it's all about angles. It's all about angle angles. and coaching and, and positioning and, and the way. And they, if you watch, there's interchangeable pieces now. Goalies aren't that good. They're, they're so not. Now, so by that, 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 what you're saying now is, is that the equipment and coaching have taken over from natural ability and yes. in between the pipes now? 100%. So then why isn't there more good goalies? Because everybody, because there's such a large percentage of the, of the goaltending population that can't be coached. Because the scoring over is, is the, the skill level overtakes what what uh, of the forwards overtakes what the skill level of the co- of the goaltenders are. Like that Michigan goal gets scored all the time now, not all the time. It gets tried a lot, and it, yeah. it goes it, it it goes in a pretty high percentage of the time, which it wouldn't have went in 10, 10 20 years ago. Well, that's because you would have ended up with a with a fist uh, with well, a, you would have with a butt end in the back of your back. Of your yeah, head you would have got well. a cross check by the mouth. Just yeah. the way goalies are always down on their knees, they're sliding on their knees back and forth. They're never cut. They're never they're never covering the top half of the net ever. And it's just the way the way the way it's taught now. If you watch a game, Dave, it's the exact same goaltender playing for every team. I'm hearing what you're saying. I really am. But like to differentiate that from a pitcher, like we we bitch about pitching all the time, how there's no pitchers, it's just flamethrowers. And you want, they want the hard guy. They don't want the pitcher. They don't want to take time to develop a guy to become a good pitcher. But at the end of the day, to be even a middling pitcher, you need, you still need an arm. What do you need to be a goalie? Six, two and flexible. Uh, That's what they, no, not even flexible anymore. Like John, I think quick's the last, the last really flexible guy. That does the split, and he's a small, he's smaller in stature. Yeah. Now, now these guys are just big. They just get it. Pucks hit them. They don't make saves. Pucks hit these guys, and not which I understand anymore. is is the coaching and and working the angles and everything like that. But I still don't understand. Like there has to be some ability someplace, because otherwise there would be more than three good goalies in the league these days. Maybe just the athleticism. Maybe kids I, that maybe it's the athleticism now that the, the kids. If you're just big and you want to play hockey, well, go play net. Where you used to be, if you couldn't skate, you went and played net, right? Yeah, but you're six two, and what happened to you? Oh, that was before you had to be big. I was scared That's of pucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you still needed some ability. Needed some ability, and hockey pucks and yeah, hockey pucks hurt a lot. And I said, "Fuck this! This is shitty. It's stupid." I but, think yeah. I don't think you're giving them a, enough credit. I, I do agree that coaching and style and 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 that kind of thing is is important but then how do the how do these goalies have it and then lose it so much because if they're if they're if it's all about coaching and positioning that should be something that that is ingrained and something you that comes by second second nature whereas you have these goalies like um who is that goalie matt millen for uh or miller for for pittsburgh who won the cop two cups 
um what's his nut carter hart like what where are mm. these guys yeah, like guys careers went down downhill quick yeah, like like but they they come in and they they do well, but then is it just the mental strength to, to I think I think that, that's part of it, but I, I I also did and I was talking with this to myself the other night about goaltenders. I don't think they play enough because they never play back to back anymore. I don't think back in the day Bill Ranford would play 70 games. Grant Fuhrer would play 75 games. Hassock was in that every night. Uh, Brodeur played every night. I don't think these guys play enough to get any any flow in their game and any confidence in their own game. I, that is one. That's one thing that I that I see is that they 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 play forty games and that's it. And they're they're backups and their and their 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 mentality is or their 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 thought process and their their confidence is so low because they they never get a chance to get get on a heater. Well, I think never. Number one, I think play, that's part of it. Number ones play at least sixty. No man. Oh, for sure. No. Yeah. No. Way. You look at Vasilevsky. You look at real, okay, uh, real Markstrom. number ones. Real number ones. Like like Vasilevsky and Markstrom and Calgary. But oh, you're you're, you you're talking like the B plus goalies kind of thing. Like yeah, they where, don't play enough. They, I I also don't think they play enough. And and I don't know. I I'll have to we'll have to take a look at at some things there because. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong because I don't know the answer, but I gotta guess any 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 top four like uh, hockey team like uh, sorry like in the East, the top four in the East, the top four in the West. I gotta guess that those goalies are are looking to finish the season with at least sixty starts. You'd be top press. There's not many 60, 60 game guys. There's not. Okay, well, 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 I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna write a note. Write a note. Speaking 16. of writing notes, Dave, uh, did you see that the Leverage Bulls changed their hat design? They saw no, I did not. They did. They they changed their hat design. They uh, they got a new one that was displayed on uh, on the Twitter machine on uh, I think it was on Friday or Saturday. That might be more uh, accommodating for your for your style and your liking. So. Maybe you didn't have to write a letter, and maybe someone was listening to the fourteen twenty podcast and said, "Hey, we got to change these hats, or else fourteen twenty days is not going to be happening." Did they get rid of the old English font for? Yeah, there's no LB. Like it's just it's a, it's the same type, but it's just not as busy. I am gonna look this up as go. we speak. Well, no, I'll, during the break. No, because I I knew you were you were very concerned about the hat and the font and everything else. You didn't like it, but anyway, uh, well, it's not. It, it, it was a concern. They better be concerned because they haven't. They, they, I've had they've had ten years to take my money, and they haven't got it yet for for merchandise. They've got a couple couple dogs and beers out of me, but you know that's about it. What's a brother supposed to do? That's just it. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports podcast for beer and sports talking a whole lot. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. A Monday night, Dave, the NBA season wrapped up yesterday. Dave, what brings you more pleasure? Uh, a cold beer on a, on a cold night or a uh, LeBron James missing the playoffs? Oh, LeBron James missing the playoffs. Like, fuck. So tired of that guy on his act now. Like, since he left... Uh, who was the last team? He went from Cleveland to LA, right? That's yeah. was his last team. Yeah, he can he can just take that long walk off a short uh short pier. 
And I, if I don't have to hear, not that I pay enough attention to basketball anyways, but good riddance. I could care less. Like, and then to get the coach fired today on a team that, that he, he constructed, these super teams that happen throughout the NBA, that coaches are, are the sacrificial lambs when the season gets done. It, it's, it's almost humorous how, 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 uh, how much these guys run, run the show for, for each franchise and how, how it's allowed is I don't get it. I get radio, it, but I don't get it. On sports radio today, they, uh, there was the guys were talking about Nick Nurse, the coach of the Raptors, uh, that LA is interested in, in him. Why would you possibly want to go and coach a team with LeBron on it? Never. Like, I have no clue. Like, what do you, you show me where the buy in it is for that? Like, yeah. there better be a ton of fucking zeros on that check and then fire me. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm the coach. And if, uh, if uh, prima donna wants me gone, then fire me. But like, then I'm gone. Like, see ya. I'll, yeah. t- I'll take this fat fucking check and live pretty nice. I got my ring the real way. Speaking of rings, totally changing topics. Did you see that? Oh, uh, yeah. The Atlanta's going to bring it up. The Atlanta's oh, rings. That is one sexy motherfucking ring. And it opens up with lights inside and everything. Like, it's a, there, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, and it has like rubies in the outfield yeah. where all the home run, the, like, oh man, what a like, it's gaudy as hell, which most a lot of these rings are. But they all you, are. Yeah, they all. The, the, the features on this ring are just, and then on the inside they have all the series and stuff that they beat. What a like, oh man, the imagination and craftsmanship that went into that ring. Whew, what was what was the dollar signs for each one? It got to be a couple hundred thousand. Sa. I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. I would put it, I'd put the over under at probably a hundred K ring. That's insane. And everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. Like, like, so where's the line though? Like, does the, the, does the trainer get one? Oh yeah. Does the guy washing jock straps get one? Yeah. I, I, I'd say, I would say that the entire game day, like the, the anyone in the locker room with a with a pass that gets in the locker room, they, I think they, they get one. I, like if you're selling hot dogs, you're not getting one. No, no, yeah, no, I if, agree. If, with if that. You're, I think if you're in the, 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 the ticket, I think if you're in the ticketing section, like if you're selling tickets or if you're a uh, in that part of the things in the front office, you get a different kind of ring. They scale down like those that's the players' ring. Like the 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 person in charge of game day promotions doesn't get the same ring as Freddie. They probably get a little scaled back, but I'm saying that like I would think the trainer, the training staff, the pitching coaches, blah. blah I think they they all get the same one as a player. So the super sexy ring. So what's what's uh what's a game day roster? Twenty six, and then the playoffs with thirty two, maybe something. Yeah. So how and many rings I, are? How many of the super sexy rings are made then? 50, 60, 70, 70 of those super sexy. The ones. coaching staffs, how big, right? Right. You got your bullpen, you your got bullpen your catcher. Coach. He got, he yep. get, he, he'd get the same ring. First base, third base, pitching coach. Managers, he, yeah. The guy who's doing the videography, blah, 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 all that stuff. Oh, bullpen yeah. catch, bullpen catcher. So he gets the big, he gets the, the sexy ring. He, he gets the, the sexy. Whole, he's a team the whole year, man. 
No, I, and I'm, I, I'm just curious. But then, like, so that ring that he just got is more than his salary for the year. Oh, yeah, he's pawning that thing off. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there. but No, but, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. No, uh, Dave, we uh, I got a couple of would-you-rathers to end tonight's show. Um, we got away from this a little bit. But uh, would uh, today I was talking to a guy. He's a uh, Blue Jays fan. He's still uh, not a, a George Springer guy because of his involvement with the, the Houston uh, Astros scandal from a long time ago. Man, people should just get over that. It's over. Let's let's move on. But there's people still don't like the Astros and a lot of the players that play them. But anyways, so he used to tell much. He he, uh, he likes the Jays. He likes the chance, but hates Springer. It got me to this uh, would you rather, Dave, would you rather be an average player with a good reputation when it's all over or an elite player with a reputation or rumors, rumors of cheating. Uh, oh. So I know me. And then like, so I'm just alleged to have cheated. Not, not, I'm not Barry Bonds. I have. You're, you're one of the Houston Astros. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Now, give me, like, I'll take George Springer. Like, like they said, uh, who was it that said it? Was it Correa? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, we were cheating, but everybody was doing it. No, that was, uh, who was it? Bobby Abram? No, I forget who it was who said that. Yeah, they were cheating, but we were winning. Carlos Beltran. We yeah, Beltran. Yeah. Yeah, there was cheating going on, but we were winning, and, and everybody was on board. So who am I to stop winning? And I get it. It's a bit of a cop-out, but I can 100% see me going along with the, the cheating. Would you be able to step up and say, fuck? Ugh. But you're winning, right? And that, that, that means zeros on your, on, your, on, your, on your checks. Right. And a ring and a title and, and the fans. And, you know, yes, we're cheating, but it, I, it's not steroid cheating. It's it's banging on a garbage can, but like obviously that's the, how the message was was relayed to the to the guys at the at the plate. So the, even though it was very low tech, getting the message to the guy at the at the dish, it was very high tech getting the message to the guy to the banging on the garbage. Well, can. did you see the wristband thing they got going on now? With yeah, they're already the talking. They're already talking to having different transmitters when there's pitching changes happening because they can see the catcher's hand on, on the deal. Cause um, Higashioka for the Yankees, he puts it on his shin guard and he hits the buttons on his shin guard instead of on his wrist. Cause it's uncomfortable or whatever. So they're already getting guys. They're having to change that already because they're saying, well, he hits the top left button, bottom, right. But so that means a curveball outside or whatever. So the, the, the cheating is already beating the technology once again. It's yeah, like I, I almost don't understand. Like, if why don't they go just to the the football kind of thing? Put an earpiece and have the guys call the, have have the coach call the game from the from the skybox, right? And then it's in both their ears, and you can still shake them off and whatever. Yeah. And then now both the catcher and the pitcher, well, and then it would have to be someone in the field would have to know as well to to know what pitch is coming to it's just to crazy. know where to break. 
And God damn. But, but stealing signs has been a, a thing since, since as old as the game is. It's been a thing forever. I mean, we did it in Little League when I was 10. Yeah. Right. So but now, I, yeah, doing it from um doing it from the stands with, with high def cameras, though, it is just brings it to a new level, which isn't that's that doesn't take any creativity anymore. That's just take let's technology figure it out for you. Dave, would you rather be on the grounds crew at Yankee Stadium or the Zamboni driver at Madison Square Garden? Or pick, pick your stadium. It doesn't much matter. Uh, I think I would be grounds crew because there's a bunch of you hanging out. Um, you just run out there with a rake every now and then. Uh, and, and But you're you're part of a team. Whereas the Zamboni driver, like, you know, you're just sitting there smoking a dart and having a coffee between periods, right? Or they're like uh, during the game. Yeah, you don't have a good seat because there those all those seats are. You're you're probably watching more of the game from a TV than than live, because you got shit to do. Whereas if you're grounds crew, you got front row seats. Man, when the, the weather turns turns sideways, you got to pull that tarp on the field and everything. Oh, that's. But you have a lot more good days just making grass green than yes. you do pulling tarps right and like and then also the, the the same token right within in december in calgary alberta you gotta you gotta drive your ass to work at four o'clock in in the cold and then you're probably not leaving till midnight in the cold whereas yeah, my, the, my brother drove, drove a zamboni once it was the biggest smile of deanne set it up here in, in medicine hat for his for his birthday and he got drove the zamboni around the uh the new uh building here in the hat and he was uh quite beside himself to say the least being the zamboni guy because remember that as a kid he he uh, was always kind of a dream of his but uh, he got when you say drive he rode like no he he, he drove it he operated the zamboni he operated the zamboni the guy he went for a round with the guy and then the guy said, not okay. during a game uh before a game oh okay okay like at, at uh, about two o'clock in the afternoon Okay, so he had to kind of display some sort of proficiency before the guy yeah, had him so, first. Yeah, the guy gave, gave him a, he, he stood, stood, stood beside him, did a round, and goes, okay, you're up, man. This, this, is, all, this is on you, so you got to do it, and there you go. Uh, that, I, I can see that being yeah, it, fun. It was, like, for, yeah. it was for his uh, 40th birthday, I think. He, yeah, Dan set it up, yeah. And then he resurfaced the whole ice? Like yeah, did, did the whole thing, it, yeah, and the, and uh, down the middle and back and the whole thing, yeah, and then then a tour of the building the whole afterwards. Yeah, it was, it was it was quite quite the the thing he got set up for. He, he quite uh, quite enjoyed that. He was always that bony that bony guy when he was a kid. A guy, run a guy these days. Oh, it's got to be about two hundred fifty grand. Because it's a piece of machinery now. Because I remember back in the day. Like it was, or oh, like you had a, a massive Ferguson tractor with some. Yeah, it was a tractor with just like a, a a fucking hopper, and he had a click, Something click, 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 click. Get the hot water going through there and everything. Jesus. Anyways, Dave, uh, don't got a whole bunch more tonight. Uh, just came across the wire. The judge getting booed at home already. Uh, maybe you should have taken that fucking contract. But uh, I mean, he hasn't. Had, he has not had a good start in the season. Four games in. Let's not set the alarms. But I, sh- I should have brought it up earlier on. Man, those those fans in the Bronx—they're going to start if he don't uh, start producing. How's that thirty-one million looking now, asshole? He'll hear it. He'll hear he it. He is going to hear it for sure. He's going to hear it. And, and yeah, 
Yeah. And then, well, you know, now maybe the Yankees are the, the team of the douche. Maybe Donaldson's rubbing, rubbing off on those guys already. <laughs> already. Well, well, he, was one bad haircut and just ruined the whole bunch. Oh, old, old, uh, the president of the Josh Donaldson fan club got a walk-off game when I saw that. Eh? Yeah, with the ghost runner bullshit on Friday night. But yeah, or Friday afternoon, uh, it was a, it's a win's yeah. a win. But whatever, Josh Donaldson. What a nozzle. What Anyways, a nozzle. And the show there, Dave, 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. If you're getting tickets to a sporting event, make sure you guys use SeatGeek and 1420Pod. Uh, save yourself 20 bucks and get yourself some beer money. And then, uh, yeah, it's a good good for, uh, way to promote the show and everything else. Take care of each other, Mark take care, take care of yourself. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? I don't want to see Jim swing at high pitches. Jim, get that song out, that new song you had, you were promising us. Uh, you have some distribution problems with uh, your your producer guy. Make sure you get that going. Put a little snippet on tonight's show so we can hear uh, hear a little uh, little something something from you, Jim. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk again on Thursday. I got just a little too used to this loneliness that I feel. Can't shake this weird little feeling that the world is coming to an end. Not sure just what I can say Cause my malady is such a waste Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.